Hello and welcome to BlazePod. It's Tuesday the 16th of February. My name is Ben and I'm joined as always by Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm all right in myself, apart from having to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, this. I think United have like... They've somehow perfected the art this season of the playing these games where I expect us to lose... And yet, I'm still absolutely like furious at full time. Is that a, a yes? Is... I said exactly the same thing. I said exactly the same thing to my mate. I said I'm going to these games. We're going to lose, whatever. And I'm really laid back. And then by the end of it, I'm sort of throwing things at the wall. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so... Yeah, it was uh, it was a fresh, frustrating one to watch. I mean, for all, also for me, I think it was the the most surreal uh, experience of this season because it was a. A game where I was fairly confident we we're going to lose. My internet and Virgin Media weren't working, so I couldn't watch it on my TV. For some reason, uh, Virgin wouldn't let me log in to watch it uh, through the official channel on my phone. So I basically ended up watching this game on 4G on a dodgy stream um, <laughs> being played in an empty stadium that was built for athletics. Oh. I was like, what is... What is the point of this surreal modern football. season? Welcome to modern football. Uh, <laughs> real, a real shocker. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, this is a. I imagine this is going to be quite a brief podcast, to be honest. Because um, yeah, it's you know just a, an annoying game to talk about, and just lots of uh, lots of frustrating things that popped out of it. I suppose. I mean, I suppose one of the places to start is uh, is Fleck dropping out of the team with um, with illness. I don't know if you... Did you hear Wilder's interview? He said he was uh, rushed to hospital on um, yeah, yeah, Saturday. He's had blood tests. Yeah, he said he's had blood tests and he's in hospital and stuff. I, yeah, good luck. I mean, obviously, wish him all the best and stuff because uh, he didn't sound good, did it? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't... Uh, I guess they kept that under wraps, or I just completely missed it until um, until last night. It was news to me anyway, but... Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully he's all right. Um, and then, of course, John Egan goes off late in this game with, well, it looks like quite a serious leg injury. I mean, you know, he was fully kind of um, strapped up into the stretcher and stuff, didn't he? He looked, mm-hmm. he looked pretty chill about it, I've got to say. You know? He did. He enjoyed, enjoyed himself, I think. I think that's what I messaged you, didn't I, saying, you know, he's probably thinking I'm best off out of this, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is not so bad. <laughs> that, uh, that puts our in- I mean, I just want to underline who we're missing now. It's Jack O'Connell, Sander Berg, it's John Egan, it's Lise Mousset, and it's John Fleck. And that is probably five, five... They would be in, like... Most of those would be in our most important players last season, I think. You know... If you'd have said to me, pick you, who you think the five best players will be next season, I genuinely think it'd be them five. I think you're probably right, yeah. You, maybe I would have exchanged... Maybe not Mousset, actually. Because obviously, uh, he... you never know what you were going to do. Maybe I'd have put someone else in there, but yeah, certainly the others. Certainly uh, Egan, O'Connell, Berger, and um, Flack. Yeah, and it's sort of you know you look at that and it's like, well, there's no no wonder we're not really doing very well at the minute. But then at the same time, you know, a lot of those have been out for most of the season, haven't they? We have started to uh, yeah. kind of piece it together in in recent weeks. But yeah, this was this was a step backwards against a good West Ham team. But I think you know one of the things that annoys me so much is like. There was nothing in the game, was there? You know, we we, we not until yeah. We were quite good for a long period, but we just absolutely nothing in attack. Like the, everything between the boxes was quite good. But they... I felt it were a little bit embarrassing going forward. I have to admit, mm. because it was just the same. The second half, we had all the ball, and you're thinking, here we go, a bit of momentum, and it reminded me a bit of the Burnley game. 
where mm. we just had all the ball, all the ball, all the ball, got near the like the final thing. We just we genuinely don't have a clue, do we, how to break these teams down at all. Yeah, and it's not like West Ham are a you know masterful defensive team or anything no. like that, is it? But yeah, our lack of creativity is is really quite shocking to be honest. Like startling. It is. I don't, uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't reflect well on the recruitment, particularly, does it? And There's neither... undoubtedly teams in the championship with with far better creative talents than we've got who could break a defence down when they've had that much of the ball. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, the first half, I'm thinking, well, getting back into this a bit. I think we we didn't. Th- I think we had one real, real chance, which you expect to go in and ask them a goal header. Hmm. McBurney had one as well, but that'd have been a good header, I think, if that had gone in. To have all that ball and all, you know, and, and sort of, like you say, be in the game, but only... West Ham could have had five or six. Ramsdale pulled a really good save off. You know, the, mm. the uh, could have had a penalty on another day, really lucky not to give that away. Um, they had a, another chance after where uh, it, it went just wide. And you're just thinking, you know, yeah, we've had all this, but West Ham probably thinking, well, let, let them have it because they're not going to do anything with it. Yeah, and they, you know, quite a quite a dynamic front three for West Ham as well, and yeah. we saw that a, a couple of occasions in the game, didn't we? Where, where that front three did just burst forward on the counter attack, and yeah, it's so frustrating because I keep seeing people saying this is why we should have signed Lingard. Put Lingard in this team, and he's nothing like that. I'm afraid, uh, and that's not not having a go at Chris Wilder or anything like that, but he doesn't play a lot of that for us because we don't play a lot of that. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair shout. Um, we were a bit fortunate to uh, not concede a penalty in uh, in the mm. first few minutes when a particularly dumb challenge by Ender Stevens, uh, who'd come back, comes straight back into the team uh, for Max mm. Lowe. Um, I, I was surprised that this was given and it does look like Dawson chucks himself to the floor. But yeah. clearly, it would have been upheld. But fortunately, Dawson yeah. was just offside. But yeah, they said they checked uh, they checked the foul and were happy enough with that. It's a dumb challenge by Stevens, and it just uh, why I he had a, a atrocious game, Stevens. I mean, people are being point. I've gone on Twitter and stuff. Everyone's having a go at Norwood. I think Stevens were just as bad, if not worse, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a good game for him at all. I'm I'm almost bored of talking about how Norwood gives it away and we yeah. concede. It's like. It's like you say about goalkeepers, don't you? Like, oh, the trouble with being a goalkeeper is all, every mistake you make gets punished. It's the same with him. I don't understand it. I mean, it's, I the, the thing is, he's not giving it away on the edge of our box. It's like it's usually in the opposition's half or on the halfway line. And I, I don't know what's happened. I mean, the, I think like the sort of. I mean, we're talking. This must be five or six goals now that's come from him. Yeah, which is bizarre so. from a midfielder because, as you say, he's not like taking the ball and booting it back to his goalkeeper too hard or anything like that. I mean, he just seems to get punished for every single one, but whether that's because he doesn't have the legs to get back, I don't know. You know, maybe there's something in that. I don't know if I'm looking too deep into that or whatever. But, I mean, in the second half, I love how we kicked off in the second half. I don't know if you saw this, but the, your internet not being the best. Right, goes straight to Norwood. He passes it straight to them again, and you're like, oh, no, just take this man off. <laughs> I don't understand how how it keeps happening I mean yeah the, the, there is obviously something in that physical uh, is lack of physical ability I think probably our defence as well is is not the best in, in transition as shown by some of the no. the massive gaps that opened up but yeah talking of that first goal he, he just sells Basham so short and it so many times you just see this happen in slow motion this season and yeah. they break away uh, you know he's in on goal Basham <laughs> legs him up Lingard and uh I thought Basham I was going to get sent off Basham, I have to admit, because it was, was such a blatant foul. <laughs> I think he was pretty lucky not to, to be honest. I mean, you know, I know the law is if you 
if you're making a genuine attempt to uh, try and win the ball, then you can't be sent off if you concede a penalty. But yeah. I can't honestly say that was a genuine attempt to win the ball. It was a, yeah. it was a I'm going to yeah. flick my leg out and knock you over, basically. But I was really annoyed because I thought we were going to get sent off, and I thought just concede the goal because we're going to concede anyway. Mm. So you know, I don't think I, I mean I'm not saying he should say penalties, Ramsdale, but he's not renowned for being a penalty expert or anything like that, is he? So you know, yeah. just like the goal. Yeah, so a bit lucky to keep eleven men on the pitch there, I thought, and uh, and Rice puts the penalty away, and it's um, that was their first penalty this season, apparently West Ham, or the first one at home, mm. maybe. They kept going on about that in the commentary, anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, one nil down, and and then we did have we had, in the second half, we did have that really good chance from a goal trick that you mentioned, very. Mm. Uh, you know, some of our build-up play was okay. Like there was times I was like, yeah, we, we yeah. look pretty good here, but then, you know, as you said, if he. It just took sort of one pass too many, and then you're like, "Well, well now what? Like, what? What are we going to do now? Just work it round again, and then just cross really slowly to so slow. This is the thing: you, you get into a good position, and you're like, "Right, here we go. Pass, pass. Well, they're all back. Pass, pass, pass. Bad cross. Boom. See you later." Yeah, <laughs> but this was one good bit of play. It was a night. I can't remember <laughs> who it was whether it was uh, Osborne or, or Norwood actually, but slides a good ball down the side. Sharp. Uh, si- yeah. Who was it? Sorry. It was Norwood, yeah. Right. Sharp sits the defender down on the byline, stands up a great cross, and McGoldrick does everything right. Absolutely powers a header at goal, unfortunately. It flicks off uh, flicks off the defender's head, and that takes some of the power off it. And fa- I mean, it's still a brilliant save by Fabianski, I think. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we almost equalised, but um, soon, very soon after, we're 2-0 down. And I guess this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, this is why we're going down, because... We seem to give goals away so easily. Like every game, every other game, you can rely on a Norwood mistake that gives them a goal, and you can certainly rely on a corner being scored as well. The I corners, mean, that were the most. I think in the entire game, that was the most annoying thing for me. That because I'm not saying we'd have got back into it, but we were one 0 You got a chance. We had a bit of momentum. You know, we were, we were sort of pushing without really creating anything. We had all the ball. They get a corner, and he's in. And you think that, that how many times has that happened? Man United, when we won 2-1, they didn't threaten at all. They got a corner, goal. Tottenham, yeah. first minute, corner, goal. You're like, what is, go- what is going on with these corners? And it- I think it's unforgivable how many, we're- how many we've conceded this season. Because we've got no one on the post again, which, which is fair enough, that's a tactic that a lot of teams use. But we keep conceding, do something different. Yeah, and it's the, the thing that really annoys me is it's... You know, very few of these goals that were considered are like great routines or anything like no, that. It's just it's just in the box, boom, get in the box, goal. That's it. It's yeah. like it's like the sort of goal. I don't know. You're playing FIFA. You think, well, I can't do anything about that because it's just a cross and a header. Yeah. You know what I mean? How can I defend that? That's nothing. Did they not good goals? Ampadu's muscled out of it. All right, Dupes far bigger than him or whatever, but barely it, has to jump though, does he? No, no. This is it. There's no real challenge there. He, Chris Morgan wasn't the the, the biggest centre half. He's not getting a free header against Chris Morgan. I'm not saying Ampadu should be like that, but it's just one of, I don't know how many goals. I'll have to count it. When I've got more energy, I'll count how many goals we've let in from corners or whatever this season. I think we've only scored two or something ourselves. I can only think of Man United home and away that we've scored off corners ourselves. So it's really, I think it's pathetic, the corner thing. I don't know any other way of basically describing it because we're losing a lot of these games due to conceding at set pieces. It's not just like, you know... A lot of the, I don't know how many goals we've conceded off the top of my head, but 
almost half of them have been off corners. Yeah, we've, we've conceded 40. And, I'm right, uh, so well, maybe not half then, but yeah, I'd say there's at least 10 off corners. It's far too many, anyway. It's, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I don't understand what's going on. And um, and yeah, that is, I mean, that is essentially why we're going down, isn't it? You know, for all our, you know, some nice bits of play that we have, ultimately, opposition are just going to score <laughs> a goal like that against us without even trying. I mean, you know, I'm sat there going like, we're 2-0 down in this game and it's over. And we've... We've not even really been that bad. You could make a case that we've been the better team. Like, you know, when we've had a few more of them, you know, McGoldrick had another header, didn't he? And McBurney had come on and had a good header himself, yeah, as you yeah. said. And um, nothing up front. I mean, we're likely, likely to concede every time a team sort of goes forward. It's the, the worst recipe, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And that is, unfortunately, why we are bottom of the Just league. Just the set thing. Sorry to keep going back to this, but that's a quarter of our goals, I'd say. We've conceded off set pieces. We're only losing games by the goal normal other than like this game and a couple of others. Mm. You take say and all right, you can't defend every one of them, but let's say you take ten goals off in the you know, we've only conceded thirty. What a difference that makes. What I just can't understand why we keep falling for the same rubbish goals. Yeah, I know, and it's it, it really is bad that we've not fixed that yet, or or look even close to fixing it. I mean we're st- still happening right now, and I mean I mean Bristol Rovers scored a simple corner routine against us and then yeah, as you said, the Spurs header. And I just, I mean, I, I just sit there now and expect it to be a goal like every time it comes yeah. in. And I'm just, I think I actually laughed when this one hit the next. It's like, well, this is just stupid. Like, <laughs> just, I don't just... think there's been a season like it. I'd like to, if there's any, you know, people out there or know, it's just the most goals we've ever conceded offset pieces throughout a season. I know under Clough we conceded a few because we had those awful defenders back there who were like wingers and midfielders and stuff at mm. centre half. But. I don't remember conceding this amount of goals off set pieces. Yeah, it's uh, it's disturbing and, and <clears throat> almost as disturbing as the uh, the third goal in this game, which uh, I, I actually gasped when I saw how we defended this. I I, I, I pulled a a face of horror. I guess yeah. Um, yeah. you know Ben Rama has a nice little dribble in the box. Egan's gone off. Jagielka's on. Gets laid back to Ryan Fredericks. Jagielka just stands there and Lundstrom just stands there and everyone just stands there and we give him 10 yards of space in which he can very casually roll the ball into the corner of the net and oh just absolutely awful and I, I think I, I switched off by this but when Jagielka came on I quite symbolically actually sort of uh, quite dramatically almost shut my laptop down in a, in a fit of that is enough <laughs> and it was only like about 20 minutes later that I realized that we'd actually lost 3-0 but I have seen the goal back and I'm just I'm glad I didn't see it live, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I gasped. I was like, oh, what are we doing? How how are we just letting him have the ball on the edge of the area? And I think even he, Fredericks, was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll shoot yeah. then. Thanks a lot. And I'll have a free goal. Very nice of you. He's like a fullback. Yeah. He's, you know, ah, oh, just ridiculous. Yeah, that, and it, it, embarrassing, to be honest. I mean, look, I know yeah. we're the worst team in the league, but that is an embarrassing defeat because... We were okay in in large patches of it. You know, I quite enjoyed some of the football we played. We did mm. create some chances, which, you know, we haven't done in a lot of away games. But ultimately, we lose 3-0 and you sort of go like, well, yeah, because they're much better than us at both ends of the pitch. And that ultimately is why we're going to get relegated. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sorry, it's a sorry state. I mean, West Ham are having a good season. But again, you know, we they didn't have to work hard to beat us, did they? No, and, I, and I, again, I, I do think it's another game and it's easy for me to say that I think if McGoldrick equalises, they probably can step it up again, to be honest. Mm. I, I, I think that 
we've got nothing and it, it really is depressing to see and I think Wilder's interview was the I'd say probably the most honest that he's been all season actually where he was saying that um, I don't know if you saw this bit where he said you know we've got a lot of backing for these players you know a lot of uh, goodwill towards them but I think they're losing that now because of the because he, he, they're on about not having the crowds and he said well if the crowds are watching this today they, they, they wouldn't be behind the players you know what I mean <laughs> so uh, and he was basically saying that a lot of players who have done so well for us are now sort of losing that reputation and you only have to look around to what people are saying about certain players who have been great for us to, to, to suggest that that is the case unfortunately yeah and this comes, you know, this, this is a. We've had a few, a few defeats, obviously, in this uh, what six weeks now of of better mm. results and better performances. And I think this was a better performance than I guess most that have come before. It wasn't a that Crystal Palace style performance, yeah, or anything like that. I don't think it was that bad. And I, I do think we, we sort of the ads went after two and all, which is why I turned it off, which is understandable. The, the human beings, and I know you should fight to the end and all this, but. Mm. The game's gone. I thought, for instance, there were a couple of times Lundstrom just seemed to just not bother running back, and I was just, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And, yeah, I think the heart had completely gone out of it 2-0. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The confidence must be so low again now. We, we had that month of, of, you know, getting it together. Now, you can't – I mean, while they asked Wilder before the match, like, you know, has it been a good week or something? And he says, how can it be? Everyone above us won. So they are still sort of, you know, obviously the players and the and the, and the manager are still aiming for that to try and stay up because they have to. Obviously, they have to believe that they can do it. Mm. Surely, then they, they, they know now. I mean, it must be so hard to motivate yourself. We've got Fulham next. Fulham are going to be on a real high. They've got a real chance, I think, of catching Newcastle at the moment the way things are going. And we're just going to come along. No, you know, hardly anyone fit. I just how many games we got? Fourteen. Uh, one second. I'm just bringing up the Premier League table now. Actually, well, you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, it's 14. Sorry. Yeah, 14 We're... Cup finals. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Fulham being on a real high. I don't understand that because I get that sense as well. But what? What? Why? They've won as many games as we have. What's What's the vibe around Fulham? Why are they, they so beat, happy? Go lucky. Got to draw West Ham and they beat Everton away to win in the last couple of games. So it's four points from two di- di- difficult games. I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, I suppose that's fair enough. But yeah, th- their overall season has not been that much better than ours, is it? No, 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 just no, far from it. no, far from it. I, I think with the injuries and stuff, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be putting a, a sneaky fiver on Fulham, I have to admit, because I, th- I think it's pretty inevitable that they're going to win, to be honest. Well, we, I mean, yeah, that that you look at the West Ham are fifth now, and we're obviously 20th, and, you know, you... you the side just becomes even more decimated, doesn't it? I mean, it's such, yeah. a, it's such a blow losing Fleck last night. And Osborne came in and did really well, I thought. You know, he, he about as good yeah. as you could expect from him. But Massive praise to him, actually. I mean, we know he's not got the quality as a midfielder. To, he was sort of the one midfielder we didn't need last night, in, in a way, because we obviously couldn't break him down. But his work rate and energy and everything, I, I'll never, I I'll, I'll can't criticise him at all. We know he's... he's He's a bit Montgomery-ish, as I said before. He's, he's better than him, but in terms of on the ball, and I never, I never criticise Montgomery because you know you, you're getting what the best you can get from from that guy, and I don't think they can all say that yesterday. Yeah, it's just uh, the drop off from where Fleck had been the last yeah. three or four games to pretty much anyone is huge. And I yeah. mean, if it, I, I, I don't know what his uh, illness is, and uh, obviously, I hope he does make a swift recovery, but. Yeah, if he was in hospital at the weekend, then you've got to feel he's going to be out of the team for a little while at least. And um, yeah, yeah. and you know it's become a bit of a 
a cliche at this point, aren't it? That it, it takes him a while to get into a rhythm. So yeah, yeah who, who I mean, knows? It, it's gone. It's it's a shambles now, and I, I, I am worried again now that we're not. You know, we might finish on eleven points simply because of the injuries now. Yeah, it's it's starting to. Rem- this is a. Uh, a, a bit of a niche comparison, but it's starting to remind me of uh, an England cricket tour to Australia for the Ashes in the uh, like in the last twenty years or so, where you know that you you're in an unfamiliar like conditions, you know that the opposition is better than you, and then <laughs> everyone gets injured and everything goes wrong, and and by the end of it, you're getting hammered, and you're looking around the team going like. Why is this person in our team? Like, what's happened that's resulted in us having to play these four or five players? And yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of where I am with this uh, with this lineup at the minute. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 frustrating because we were starting to salvage a bit of something, but you know, a couple of defeats and a, a couple more injuries, and who knows what the uh, the rest of the season holds. Totally over it now. The season. Into, I mean, I knew we were down and stuff, but I, I was sort of going into matches thinking, well, I'll just take it as a match. I couldn't get up for last night. I, I, I just, I just thought we th- there's nothing left anymore. You know, we've, we've got a depleted team. I saw the team when it came out. No Fleck and stuff. And you think, you know, you've got Sharp and McGoldrick up front. Who, uh, you know, they, they are our best two strikers, which says a lot. Again, as you said about the recruitment and stuff. And I'm just so low at the moment about watching. I just want this season gone completely. And the, the only positive is, I said to you before we started that. These injuries are at least coming at a time when it don't really matter. Yeah, no, that's true. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you said to me, didn't you? Like, at least we're not, you know, within touching distance of yeah. safety. And then you're if lose. we were in Fulham's position and we're getting these injuries, you're thinking, ah, oh, what what might have been? You know what I mean? It's but yeah. we can make some uh, smarter long-term decisions about what we do with these players. I mean, I don't know. Say, for example, that but say Berger was only like a few weeks away from potentially being involved again. You sort yeah, of think like. Is it actually worth it? You know, just yeah. Just, you know, let him let him take his time and fully build up and hopefully get uh, get fully fit for preseason and and still be here hopefully. Well, yeah. Um, Wilder's comments today, obviously uh, yesterday, should I say about you know he's not going to be here for until he's thirty two. He said, um, and we just hope we've got a few games left of him, which <laughs> didn't sound like he was going to be here next season. But you know, it's not the not the most encouraging thing to hear, is it? Uh, guys, I really hope for this sort of. I mean, we had that good month and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I don't. I hate going in on players, especially when they've been so good for us and stuff. But I have to ask you: Has Ender Stevens had a good game in the last twelve months? None spring to mind. I think he's had some. Uh, I think he's had some average to decent games yeah. in that span, and uh, he's been injured for some of it. But yeah, when you when you draw a line between the first lockdown. It's, I just a, don't know it's an unbelievable drop off. I mean, Norwood's, Norwood's been poor in the same amount of time, but there has been four or five games in Norwood in that spell where he's looked good. You know, mm-hmm. Newcastle, I thought he were really good. Uh, who were the other one he played recently? Uh, Man United played really well in that. I'm That's really, right. really struggling to think of any. And I, I can't believe. I mean, the drop off is fair enough. You, you gradually get worse and stuff. But this is. He's gone from. It's, it's 12 it. months, not 12 games as well. We're not talking, you know, a bad bit of form. It's, it's a year. Well, it's not just that, but it's the level that he was at versus yeah. the level now. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was he was genuinely in the conversation as like one of the best left left backs, left wing backs in the whole yeah. Premier League. You know, he was absolutely tremendous, you know, right up to, um, well, to this pandemic getting mm. started, I suppose. But then, yeah, pretty much right from resumption. Awful. I mean, you think about that Newcastle away game where... 
just absolutely all the way back Yeah, I don't understand it. It was... I was slightly surprised to see him come straight into the team last night, to be honest, after Lowe had done okay, to be honest. but um, Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I wonder if it's just a bit of experience, obviously, with Flat being I don't know. But yeah, I guess so, yeah. I, I, you know, if he, uh, I don't see, he's 31, I don't see how he gets gets back to being an asset, to be honest, and I, I, don't, I don't like saying that. We've got so many left-sided players that, you know, if we can get some money from him, I, 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 think, I don't think we'd miss him that much, to be honest. We've got Lowe, Osborne... Even Keen Bryan's done all right there, really. He had a good game against Man United. They could, they could all say, I deserve to be there with Ender Stevens at the moment. Yeah, Norrington Davis sort of waiting in the yeah, wings, I guess, as well, on loan yeah. at the minute. Yeah, I don't know. You, you drop down a division, I think he'll look uh, he'll look good again for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, as you said, it's been a while since he put in a good performance. Um, let, let's, I'm going to brighten the mood slightly. Somebody who did have a good performance last night, Aaron Ramsdale. Got to mm. tip your hat to that because... As you touched on earlier, this scoreline could have been a lot more lopsided if not for some excellent saves from him. I mean, that one, uh, I think it's Sufal, wasn't it, where he was in on <laughs> yeah. goal and he saved the one-on-one. That is tremendous goalkeeping. You know, we talked about, we have sort of, it's been pointed out that he you know, makes some of these one-on-ones harder for himself by either being too far off his line or, or not coming out fast enough. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He, just, he just looked like he got it absolutely spot on there and obviously made himself huge, to be honest. And yeah blocks it with his hand yeah he, he he's put in a really good game last night which I think you were our best player easily last night Ramsdale I think he's the only one who could really come out and say I did nothing wrong I've seen a couple of people again oh, I didn't dive very well for the penalty it's like oh please <laughs> I think please he was uh, like yeah I think he was waiting to try and react to it when it like yeah. if it was close enough to him and as it happens Rice put it right in the corner in fact all three goals were right in the corner and uh, yeah he's, he's getting very little protection once again in this one yeah. and uh yeah, I um I thought it was good from him. So, yeah, thankful that he could uh, stop it being a total embarrassment last night. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, it's annoying to uh you know g- give six points to West Ham. As I said, they're having a very good season. But yeah, you just th- you just think back to last season, and mm. uh, you know we beat them at home. We we drew away and put in a good performance, but. Yeah, it's a, a, a stark drop off from yeah. those days, I think, in it, mate. Um, He's bad. I mean, like I say, I think I think we've proven with, with beyond doubt now that the players who a lot of the players at least who were so good last season were flashing the pan in this league. I think I think they're probably running on momentum and stuff. I don't think you can play this badly for this long in terms of Norwood and Stevens and what have you that you can genuinely look in the mirror and say, yeah, I deserve to be a Premier League player. And I don't. I, that's harsh to say, but I don't see any argument against it really. Yeah, I do wonder if there are any blades out there that still think we can stay up. <laughs> we're, we're 14 points off safety with 14 games to go. And uh, the the team in 17th is currently running at like a 40-odd point pace. Mm. So it would be quite funny if uh, you, you end up needing like 44 points to stay up. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, I mean, this is the most boring Premier League of all time, surely. I think it is. League's won. And you think the bot. Fulham have got a slight chance purely because of how bad Newcastle are. But Newcastle do pick up these results, but they are it's, terrible. We yeah, know but they're still, terrible they've team. still got 25 points from 24 games. Yeah, Newcastle. this is what I mean. I don't know how they do it, but they are a bad side. So Fulham have got... If any team can go on a seven-match losing run, I think it's Newcastle. So Fulham hmm. have got that hope there. But realistically, I think the bottom three are done. And I think the, the, the league... I mean, oh, it's a race for the Champions League. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, not me, certainly. Good luck. You know, because obviously all the games are on. Good luck to Sky and BT trying to 
promote these games next month when there is literally nothing to play for. <laughs> it's you know, it's Sheffield United versus Brighton. Oh, wow. <laughs> the North London derby between ninth place Tottenham and tenth placed Arsenal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Burnley versus Crystal Palace coming up next. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, skip to the end, please. Um, yeah, so we have got Fulham next. We'll feel much better if we end up winning that one. And, you know, there, there was... <laughs> This game, as I said, there was nothing in it for a long period. It's just ultimately West Ham have much more quality than us and that's why we keep losing so many games and it's why we'll probably keep losing plenty between now and the end of the season as well. But uh, yeah, Fulham on Saturday night, I think, isn't it? Eight o'clock? That's right, yeah. That's not a long time, I suppose. Again, if it's an excuse for me to have a drink... You know that's that that helps at the moment. To be honest, watching United. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do, do you want to do alternative man of the match for this one? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to admit, I've not uh, I've not really thought about this at all. Um, but I'll, go sorry. ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I think um, I think if I go for anyone, it'll have to be uh, basically John Fleck and John Egan, just because because I want them to get better soon. You know the the. Egan in particular this season, one of the few players who can say he's been all right. You know, he's 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 he can look in the mirror and say like he's he's done okay. I think uh, not a lot of them can say that. So and I, you know, get better soon to both for him because they're they're both been fantastic for us, and I hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, it's it's gonna look. Whatever team we put out against uh, Fulham, it's it's gonna look quite sad, isn't it? You know, if you yeah. think no, no Egan, no Flake, no O'Connell. No Berger. Oh, no, Musa's not barely played all season. Yeah. McBurney's still coming back to, to fitness, I guess. And There's no yeah. other way around. I mean, obviously, Norwood's been, been playing really poorly. He has to play. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no one else. Is yesterday it? in the second half. He has to play. I, don't, I mean, people say put the youngsters in. <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know if that's any good for their development or not. But Yeah, 17-year-old Frankie Maguire on the bench again Yeah, yesterday. get him in. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him get a few minutes in some of these games, I think. Although, as you say, but he probably wouldn't be too thankful for it, I suppose. Like. This is it. I mean, you don't know. I mean, Wilder will know this and the, and the coaching staff. Is this going to harm the development even more? I mean, Mickey Adams did it to the end of the championship season where we were obviously down. And he, he put mm. McGuire in and uh, Matt Loughton came in uh, and George Long and stuff. And obviously, he didn't do Maguire and Loughton any harm. So, uh, True. Um, I'm going out outside of the team for my alternative man of the match. And Why, guys? Yeah, <laughs> and it is it is that man, Blades Analytic. Ah, who, of course, as, man. Yeah. I'm sure you saw yesterday. Is, I don't uh, see it actually late last night. Actually, yeah, I wished him well. Yeah, well, massive congratulations to Jay, who is uh, recently appointed head of recruitment analysis at Luton Town Football Club. Like, absolutely... Keep your hands off our players, Jay. If you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely made up for him. That's fantastic. I mean, really? yeah, just, just like what, what a journey from uh, you know <laughs> appearing on Blades Pod like three or four years ago, and then the amount of um, I'm, I'm sure you all. Everybody listening knows how how much work Jay puts in. Not only uh, not only with his day job, but then doing the football analysis side of it as well. And yeah, yeah one of the uh, one of the hardest working people I think I've ever encountered, and a very uh, a very inspiring story to be honest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Con- really, really happy for me. He's obviously moving on, and we're still here talking about 
whether Billy Sharp's good enough for the... <laughs> So, uh, fair play to him. Now, I'm really absolutely delighted for him. Uh, it be interesting next year because we're going to be playing Luton next season as well, aren't we? So, mm. Yeah. I, I, where will his allegiances lie? I'm sure it's going to be interesting next year. Maybe he could give us some inside info about Luton. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, congrats, Jay. That is uh, that is awesome news. And, uh, yeah, great uh, great thing to hear last night to brighten my mood somewhat mm. after the game anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. Well, I think we can uh, we can leave this West Ham game uh, in the past where it deserves to be. I think um, <laughs> we, we'll have a uh, another memorable match come in with the next podcast. Um, yeah, we. I don't want to forewarn people what it is, but you might you might want to brace yourselves because <laughs> we, 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 we're taking the plunge into uh, into difficult but memorable territory with if that we, one. Uh, if we lose five 0 to Fulham, follow on by the memorable match, then uh, yeah, it could be a tough listen. <laughs> <laughs> could be, but I am looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, plug your po- plug your own podcast again, mate. Before yeah, we yeah. The podcast was was unleashed to the world on uh, on Monday called Living with Mail. It's just about. Our TV memories and stuff. I had a really good time doing it and stuff. We'll release one every Monday. And no view from this week from myself because um, I bought some new speakers last night and I couldn't get them to work and it was taking me that long. I just thought, does anyone really want to see West Ham fans gloating? I, I normally have a week off every year and this is my week off. You know, I can't, I can't be bothered to do the West Ham one. I, yeah. I, I needed to sort my sound system out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you played the Joker on the view. You get one one pass a week, uh, a year, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I did them all last year. Year before, I didn't do the Millwall game. Mm. I think there's about one every season for whatever reason. Sometimes I'm on holiday and I, and I just, you know, if I'm abroad, I can't. I can't. Leeds in the promotion season, I didn't do because I were I were in Poland. So I get I give myself like a week's holiday, and I thought this was probably the best time to pull a sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, how's how's the launch of the podcast gone? Yeah, really good. I mean, um, I'm, I'm not looked at any like sort of uh, viewing figures or anything like that and stuff. But yeah, it's been really good. Um, some funny feedback and stuff. Uh, so yeah, get a listen. I think I think people should enjoy it if you're um, if you're a fan of Richard Mayley at least. So. <laughs> <laughs> it should emphasise that not every episode is about Richard Mayley. Not every episode. Yeah. So if you don't like Richard Mayley, goes. That's why we. That's genuinely the reason we put two out the first week because we thought we might alienate loads of people. By <laughs> By just doing it about Richard Mayland, they'll never come back. But episode two is about um, old adverts and stuff, and there'll be a new one on Monday about Daz Samson, if you remember him. Daz Samson rings Eurovision. A bell. Oh, uh, oh wait! And there were a documentary on him. On um, yeah, it's I the, do remember the, him. the best documentary I've ever watched. So we we cover that. But honestly, if, even if you don't listen to the podcast, watch that documentary. Is my advice because it's called Daz's Eurovision. It's on YouTube. <laughs> The We've most definitely... deluded man in the world. The most what? Sorry, deluded man in the world. <laughs> oh God, we've talked really about this is. guy he before. He's about just... Eurovision like it's I don't know, like he's running for prime minister. Do you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who's a scout for uh, Stockport County, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, because we obviously do a bit of research into him, and I, I was like, I wonder what he's up to. What? <laughs> no surprise that Stockport County have gone down the league maybe since he's <laughs> since he's come in but he's a really entertaining guy but wow some of the stuff he comes out with is just 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look forward to that. I'm, I'm halfway through your first episode at the moment and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying chuckling along. So uh, nice yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be listening to uh, the rest of it as soon as I can. Nice one, mate. All right, let's let's uh, let's finish up there then. So long to West Ham. Who knows when we'll be playing them again, but it, uh, it certainly won't be next season unless we yeah. have the misfortune of drawing them in the cup. But yeah, uh, yeah we're on to Fulham. 14 games to go. We're nearly then, there. Uh, we're at the home straight now of games, aren't we? I think we are. Yeah, let's let's get a few more wins, Blake. Certainly get let's get another point anyway, and just get off that uh, that eleven points. Yeah. and just, just finally nail that one. It's it's so annoying. We never draw. Why don't we ever draw? Was it like two draws? Uh, Brighton, I think. We draw with Brighton and Fulham. We've drawn two, aren't we? All see, that's mad. <laughs> and again, that's why we're going down. That you know, Fulham have only won three games, same as us, but they have seven more points because they've got seven more draws because they can actually. Keep a clean sheet every yeah. now and again. And, well, that's uh, the thing as well. Like, uh, I'd look into this as well, if anyone knows. What's the lowest amount of draws we've had in a season? Because we must be... This got to be it, hasn't it? Surely. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I, I should just say our defence pointed this out the other day, and obviously it's taken a bit of a hit now. How many goals have we conceded? We've conceded 40 goals. There are one, two, three, four. Yeah, four other teams who've conceded 40 or more. Um, and, and one of them are Leeds. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, we are uh, the lowest scorers in the Premier League by uh, several goals. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, we've done the we've sort of done the Burnley. They never score, but you know they don't concede. We've decided to go for the concede quite a lot and not score. Never score. Route. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not a recipe for success, is it? Who would have thought it? Right, let's uh, let's finish there, mate. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, something a bit cheerier will uh, happen on. Saturday evening put us in a slightly better mood, but yeah, it's hard to be anything but uh, cheesed off after that West Ham game. Unfortunately, uh, any any final words before we finish? No, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. I don't know why. I just think, like for instance, everyone's had the sort of games this season where they thought, well, that's it, that's it. And last night for me, it had this air of sort of. I mean, I've been watching the games and not really wanting to to a degree, but I've had an interest in them. Mm. Yesterday, when it finished, I just—I mean, I've ne- I never switch a game off early ever. I never leave the ground early or anything like that. And when like Jagiel came on and Egan got stretched off, I just thought, "What? Why am I doing this? You know, I've got a speaker to set up. I don't." <laughs> <laughs> That's a high priority. Yeah, I've just said the FA Cup quarterfinals for a whole. It's the twenty-first of March. It's absolutely so ages. Straight in that because yeah, that's the only thing that you're looking at and you're thinking, "Well, mate, who knows? You know what I mean? There's been bigger shocks than that before." But mm. I don't know if we carry on with the injuries that we've got and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so who knows who knows what team we're going to patch together for Saturday mm. but uh, we shall see uh, good stuff mate thank you uh, thanks for coming on to uh, to discuss that game and uh, yeah I'll uh, I'll catch up with you later in the week thank you mate cheers alright a big thank you to Andrew a big thank you to yourselves as always for downloading and listening and finally thank you to our sponsors they are Glistening Kicks I'm going to tell you about them now. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. They will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections 
if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. They've just celebrated their first anniversary, so happy birthday, Glistening Kicks. And I should also mention they are run by Blades fans and they have recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Wednesday logo is also available, but I don't know why you would ever want that on your shoes, to be honest, unless you have a Wednesday fan in your life, but even so, that's uh, that's not such a good situation for you. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair of shoes. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks. For a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best.